Going in fresh off of double impact. Uh, Cassidy and Arsenal going down this weekend. King of the Dot announced an event. Uh, it's a very, very healthy time for Battle Rap where URL, RB, King of the Dot does an event back to back to back. You get streams every single Saturday. You know what I'm saying? For the people that can't help themselves but stay home during our pandemic, you get a chance to stay home every Saturday night and consume some Battle Rap. Uh, we're going to get a chance to talk about everything that happened over the weekend from Double Impact. But you already know we got to start the show off with none other than Mr. Murder Mook. Um, I want to give a big shout-out to Av because Av had an interesting tweet. He said, listen, media, uh, I know the the first headline is going to be Murder Mook, but don't let it overshadow all the quality battles that happened over the weekend. And Av is completely right. Um, URL almost went 5 for 5 on Saturday, right? So before we get into Murder Mook real quickly, man, shout-outs to letstalkbattlerap.com. The merch is now available. We have red hoodies, blue hoodies, maroon hoodies, the black and white OG, and the mob deep-inspired infamous LTBR pod, rewashable face masks. You can get yours at LTBR, letstalkbattlerap.com. Go out there and get the merch and subscribe. Every dollar goes back into the show to create a brighter and more efficient production for you guys. Murder Mook living up to his name. This is this is tough, man, because um, New Jersey Torque had a real interesting quote about what he thought of Murder Mook's legacy over the modern era. Let's listen in. Him and my cousin had conversations, like, you know what I'm saying? And I don't, like, I just think, I just feel like the nigga is just, he not what, what, what. He don't live up to his name, you know what I'm saying? And to y'all, y'all think he, you mean this, this and that? Tonight, I, I seen like some, some, some shit. Like, all right, now this, this, this the move. Like, motherfucker, when, like, and, but it was just parts. Like, he wasn't through the whole joint. Right, was- right. I think when Twerk says he doesn't live up to his name, and I've seen parts, but not the entire, uh, complete, like, version of Mook just flashes. I think he's. I think that's the most honest and accurate depiction of what Murder Mook has pretty much been in the modern era. Now, look, there's one thing I dislike, right? Whenever Murder Mook has a subpar or bad performance, because we've been through this already for the last nine years, everybody likes to do this revisionary history thing where they go back and discredit all of his DVD performances. Like, we can't do that, all right? Those performances that he had when he was in the streets in 2003, 2006, 2008, like, that's what kind of made him to the monster that he is today, right? So we cannot remove history now as far as what's going on now that's not a problem that's all fair game let's talk a little bit about murder mook in the modern era let's bring this down a little bit for you guys all right it's a little blurry i apologize the quality isn't the highest uh might have not translated well once we put it into obs but we're going to make sure these infographics look better for you guys moving forward on other shows i'm going to do a lot of infographics on my solo shows murder mook's Modern era resume for those that are listening to the audio version. He's had six battles in the last nine years in 2012. Iron Solomon, Loaded Lux rematch, Averb, Park Life, the second time over at uh, Summer Impact Reloaded, Tay Rock, of course, and Jerusalem Park over the weekend. Now, uh, he's battled on three leagues in the nine years, URL four times. RB once, Total Slaughter once. I know a lot of people are going to say, well, we can't count the first Park Life. The battle didn't happen. Well, he got on stage. And just like a lot of his other times he's gotten on stage, it ended very controversial. Um, he's headlined four times on URL, 
one time on RBE, and three out of his four URL headliners, it's not far-fetched to say that they ended in discomfort. They ended in displeasure. They ended in controversy. They ended in unsatisfactory content. The Iron Solomon battle, which, look, I'm going to be honest. I, I When I heard the content acapella, I'm like, the, the bars aren't bad. But a five-round battle at midnight after a whole event is just never going to be a good idea. Um, you know, Park Life, they had the whole horror at Amazora, which damn near became like the malice in the palace. So that probably cost URL over $100,000 in damages, right? And a lost venue. Um, then the Tay Rock battle, like, yeah, he, he had a really good performance against Tay Rock. Uh, can't discredit it. It was an empty room, no crowd. He kind of stripped away the energy, kind of broke some of the rules and regulations as far as the COVID protocols that night. But he still had a good performance. Can't discredit it. And then the Jerusalem Park is a bad battle. So three out of his four headliners have ended where URL doesn't get a chance to salvage the content. Um, yeah, he beat Loaded Lux in a rematch. Um, and I feel like he gets a lot of criticism for the Loaded Lux battle. Unwillingly, because, yeah, he might have had the hippopotamus bar, but... How bad was Lux that a hippopotamus bar was able to beat him? You know, so I can give him a pass for the Lux battle. And the Verb performance was actually very electric. It's just he lost that battle. If anybody was in the building for that battle, you know as well as I do, that was a good, entertaining battle. But when when Twerk goes back and says to himself, he doesn't live up to his name, it's just the truth. Murder Mook doesn't live up to his name. But, hey, reality... Newsflash, a little bit of hint of reality. A lot of main events don't live up to their name. A lot of main events are lackluster. A lot of these big-time guys that can promo, bring in the eyeballs, they probably can't translate on the content. And that's why you surround them with the talent that can do so. You know what I'm saying? So this is just another day in the office for Mook. Um, it's a really bad battle. But sometimes people will always let you know who they are or what their intentions are, if you really listen closely. He said it after the face-offs on 15 Minutes of Fame. He, he, he was trying to have fun. He didn't care for it. And clearly, his version of having fun is being belligerently drunk and unprofessional and rude. I can't commend him for apologizing for his actions, because obviously, at some point, maybe everybody told him the same thing. And at some point, they always say, if everybody says the same thing about you, maybe it's you and not them. You know what I mean? So it, it probably all snuck into him at some point. Smack obviously wasn't happy. You guys heard at the end of the stream, Smack said, yeah, he effed up the battle. Um, so, you know, salute the lady. Caution. Thank you for the props. Let's talk a little bit about it, guys. Uh, Murder Mook not living up to his name. I want to read some of the messages now. When he beat Rock, everybody was on him. Now look at him, says Reese underscore. Salute the lady. Caution once more. Uh, Tata says he apologized on 15 Minutes of Fame. That he did do, and I'm happy he apologized. Lady Kasha said Mook was being a mook. I mean, that's that's, a, that's the best way to describe it. He really was just being him. And like we said, he's battled six times in nine years, and four out of his three out of his four headliners have been disappointing. Um, this is this is kind of like routine now at this point. If anything, the the Tay Rock battle was an outlier. The Tay Rock battle was different than everything else we had seen. Um, fans are fickle. It, it depends, right? Like, like you can be critical of this performance without backtracking on everything else. Like, I'm seeing Reddit threads saying, did Tayrock really beat Murder Mook? Like, no, we're not going back and taking away his wins. Like, stop. You know what I'm saying? No more Mook for two-on-twos. 
Hardcore Flavor, I'm going to push back on that because if Rex was his partner, I guarantee you that train wreck would have at least been worth content. You know what I'm saying? If T-Rex was there, I mean, look, T-Rex is way past his prime. He'll never choke. And some of his rhymes aren't all the way there. He'll bring you some mixtape rounds too. But one thing Rex will bring is entertainment. So you have a drunk mook and an entertaining Rex. Like, yeah, I'm not going to get a good battle, but I'm going to get a good laugh. That's more than what I got with Mook and Calico. So Murder Mook. Um, there's real concerns with him living up to his name. But I'll say this much to close out before we move on to the next subject. He said it himself. He, he got paid for three battles. He's two battles down on his three-battle deal. One battle left to go. It's definitely probably going to be another one-on-one -on -one battle. And it's going to be very difficult for him to not have a better performance than he did on Saturday. So I hope everybody doesn't jump on his bandwagon like, oh, his next battle's going to suck. Like, no, his last battle sucked. So he's probably going to do everything in his power to not make his next battle be lackluster. All right. Let's move on, man. Let's talk a little bit about uh, some of the announcements over the weekend as well. But before we get there, let's talk. Uh, let's end off with some of the closing storylines and thoughts of Double Impact. So your man Tsunami Surf, Mr. Sh uh, Sue Sharp, that's what they call him, right? He said a two-on-two never raises somebody's individual stock. Well, Surf, can I push back on that comment and say it can hurt somebody's stock? Because clearly Murder Mook stock took a plummet. Right? Uh, a lot of guys elevated from it. And Surf, let's just keep it a buck. I, I feel like sometimes when people are commentating, uh, people pull, like people hold back on certain comments to stay professional, but they don't necessarily express transparency or accountability or, or just, just the honest truth. When Sue served in his first two-on-two, -two, it kind of revitalized his career. He had choked against Verb. He had choked against uh, Rex. A couple months later, he choked against T-Top. That two-on-two -two with Tay Rock really made him electrifying again. So, uh, if anything, a two-on-two kind of raised your stock. Of course, we know Ilmec and Thesaurus, they made, they made a legacy off of it. We know Marvin Quest made a legacy off of it. We know DNA and, and Kayshawn created an entire new market off of two-on-twos. Um, and obviously, you got the international folks that also campaign for this very strongly, like Mo, uh, Marlon Shuffle T. But yeah, there's a lot of rises and falls after Double Impact. Um, besides the main event, all of the battles were fantastic. Av and Fonz were great, and I really feel like they both needed that performance for themselves. Mainly because, like, uh, Av's battle, his debut on Caffeine and DNA didn't go as planned. Um, Fonz. Started to get a lot of criticism for his Ultimate Madness run because when all the battles dropped on the app, the app had him losing like maybe three of those battles. So uh, they definitely needed that re-spark performance to let everybody know how good they really are. And K-Shine kind of unlocked Luke Castro. He kind of took Luke Castro to a whole new level. So now we know Luke Castro's ceiling might be high. And a long time ago, I remember, I remember when I said this a long, long time ago, back in November... I said, Luke Castro could have a K-Shine ceiling, and all you guys laughed at me. All you guys criticized me, and it's okay. It sounded crazy at the time, so I will take the criticism and laugh. But, yeah, uh, K-Shine has kind of unlocked Luke Castro. Luke Castro's going to probably start being more energetic, more performance-based, you know. Let's read some of these messages. Everyone downplays 2-1-2s. I see why he said that. I was not a fan of Fonz, but now I am, says Reese underscore. 
Beat out in sick, got they both smooked. We're gonna talk about that one. Uh, update guy, what up, gang? So if these guys go and lose their next one on one, did their stock fall again? Uh, it might. It definitely might because now we kind of left with this like, oh snap! Like they probably learned some tricks that next their next battle they should be better. So if they don't impress us their next battle, or at least do better than what we just previously seen them, your, your stock's always gonna fall. This is always a what have you done for me lately culture. This is nothing new. Sometimes when you have those performances that aren't good, might be the best thing for you because if you get booked again, you don't have a high bar to beat. Like when you're battling, you, you have to not only battle your opponent and everybody on the card, but more importantly, you're battling your last performance, right? So sometimes it's bigger than just one battle. So lose to Don Marino. Don Marino really kicked up some storm over the weekend. He really took it to the next level for himself as well. Um, that's a guy that gets a lot of criticism, um, but he has a very successful career on URL. Uh, after his Rum Nitty loss, he had a great battle with Danger Zone, which he's beating him on the app. I'm going to be honest. I didn't think Don Marino could beat somebody as lyrical as Danger Zone, and he did that. And um, against Island Rum, you know, Jay and Rum are fan favorites. You're not going to win the statistical vote, but DNA and Don was a more cohesive team. Let's keep moving. Uh, Tata says, Arson Kid Chaos was phenomenal. Yeah, they were. That they were. Uh, B-Dot get in the ring with Arsenal. Uh, I would like to see B-Dot and Arsenal. Rocking easy, I want to see again. The Mexican DNA ain't saying it for no reason. Geechee beat DNA. He been stuck with that Gary ever since. Yo, when Geechee puts a government name to you, it's stuck. He called easy the black captain uh, Eugene. And he kind of does look like a Eugene. Uh, I want to talk about Real Sick and Kid Chaos. Um... No, I'm sorry. Um, real sick and beat out. Um, I don't want to say I was disappointed because they were very, very lyrical. Um, they they gave you like this whole hip hop cipher kind of feel, but that's what it felt like. Like one of those cipher freestyle videos you see in the streets of two people just like spitting bars at the camera. Not necessarily so much dissect. Like they were kind of dissecting their opponent because they're very direct, but they lack the entertainment value. And sometimes B Dot has this thing where like he he could be too serious, but over the last year and a half, like he's kind of gotten loose. He's kind of just engulfed himself in the fact that battle rap is entertainment. It's a business. He is having a lot of fun. So I'm kind of surprised that they didn't try to have more fun with this battle. They got so serious. They got really stuck in the box. Um, of just like their their cadence and and um, and just staying real like I don't know man I I don't know how to describe it but it's just they they just lacked a bit of the entertainment factor for me and it kind of it kind of made it easy for somebody like Arsenal and Kid Chaos to just project and and be louder and be over them you know what I'm saying they brought no dunks to the All Star game says the update guy Jack says they got too deep. Uh, Dot did a better two-on-two -two with Geechee, says Wilson. I agree, and that's because Geechee knows to be entertaining while being aggressive, while being street, while being bar-heavy. He knows how to give you a little bit of everything. And he knows how to be comical. You know, um, Sick hasn't unlocked that part of his game yet. Were they like Chilla and B-Magic? Nah, Chilla and B-Magic... They, they, they were pretty good. Obviously, the problem with Chillin' Be Magic is they battled Briz and T-Top. Like, if you if you put two lyrical wordsmiths together to battle somebody with energy and charisma and comedy 
and, 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 and all these other little intangible assets, they're going to overshadow lyricism in the two-on-two. We're not listening to two-on-twos for pure lyricism. We're listening to two-on-twos for, like, entertainment, for chemistry, for, for energy. So Tata says you need to do the opposite to have an impact. Lil Reggie says Geechee would do more for Sick. He's a two-time champion for a reason. Oh, man, Geechee, we're going to talk about Geechee right now. I'll still take lyricism over choreography. You know what, PD Blaze? I would two in a one-on-one. <clears throat> but in a two-on-two, I don't know, man. I want that energy. I want I want that choreograph. I want that stunt. I want that jump. I want that performance. You know what I'm saying? And so it's so easy to make simplistic bars land in the two-on-two, mainly because, like, the, the weaving between two voices... Of, of, of guys makes the simplest bars hit better because I say a line, you say a line, I say a line, and you say a line. And because we're rhyming in that motion, simple material can just land better. And even B.I. said, he's like, oh, well, when you project and perform the bars, simple bars sound better. Oh, yeah, B.I., that's exactly what happened. And if you knew that's what was, if you knew that was coming, why didn't you prepare for it? You know. I mean, they got third on the fan vote, which I disagree with. I think they won the third. I think they won the third round. I think the first round was really good, but uh, entertainment was definitely missing between the two of those guys. Last thoughts about double impact. Um, Gichi Gotti has a lot of value. This guy has done four two on twos, uh, two with Bida, one with Rum Nitty, one with Coffee, and now one with Swamp. And he has elevated every single one of his partners, all right? Like, when him and BDOT first did the 2-on-2 against Marvin Quest 2018, like, that kind of went completely under the radar. And that was a decent battle. But then when they did a 2-on-2 again against the Four Horsemen, this is when BDOT took a break from battle rapping. He only battled Oops in, like, a year. And he had been kind of, like, inactive. He really elevated BDOT. And kind of put the light on us to be like, oh, wait, B-Dot's back. And that's when we started realizing the run B-Dot went on last year. Uh, he took Coffee into the main stage to be in front of a top-tier female. Coffee probably couldn't get in front of Misfit for at least another year or two if she didn't like have a good trajectory of her career. Um, then, obviously, EFB was just fucking incredible. So, you know, he elevates all of his teammates. And then Swamp is somebody that we're like, ah, oh, Casey beat him. Uh, the Swave battle was was, you know, pedestrian. And now he made Swamp look good again. He made Swamp look very great again. Like, Gichigadi scored, like, 40 points, and Swamp had, like, 21, 22. But Swamp looked good, you know what I'm saying? And more importantly, they were a team that was counted out because nobody knew what their chemistry was going to be like. People thought, like, oh, well, he's from Carolina, he's in, he's in Compton, how are they going to link? You know, they were counted out. They were the underdogs. And it's important that we talk a little bit about... uh Gichi Gotti and um, the announcements he made and how he's been revitalized and everything. Um, this is a really important number to look at first and foremost with Gichi Gotti. Let's talk about this. Let's put this down. All right. Gichi Gotti, his battle volume has changed so much over last year to this year. It's, it's, it's kind of incredible, guys. Um, in 2020, from January to March, he battled Murder Aff, Sharon, New Jersey Torque, the Kid Clutch, Four Horsemen, and had the intergender battle with uh, RX for that baby shower, right? That's six battles in the span of three months. This guy was battling almost every 10 to 12 days. In 2021, he's only battled DNA and Guns and Gutter. So 
going from six battles in three months to a year later to two battles, and one of them are two-on-twos, you can see the difference in Kichikari's material. That's why his DNA battle is so good. That's why the guns and gut about it, he was able to take Swamp and lift him up to the next level. Look at that difference in that volume between six battles and two battles. Geechee guy, he's kind of revitalized himself, kind of figured out how to pick and choose the spots. Doesn't need to battle um, once a month anymore. And more importantly, he battled DNA January 6th. He's battling, he battled this past weekend, the 27th, right? Um, that's over 70 days off. It's probably like close to maybe 80 days. And this is the longest, I repeat, I want to repeat this, this is really important. 80 days is the longest Gichigari has gone without battling in the last four years. Probably not 80. Uh, probably a little less than 80. Probably like, let's see, from the 6th to February, that's 30. From this February 6th to March, that's another 60, probably like 70 days, you know what I'm saying? But the point is, two months, that's the longest he's gone without battling, all right? 28 days in February, uh, 26 days in March, that's what, 52 days, and then the other 25 days in, in January. You do the math, I don't care, you do the math, it's, it doesn't have to be exact, the point is that he hasn't gone this long without battling. And you can see the difference in how Gichigari is just like, his brain looks relaxed. It's almost like he kind of load-managed, and now his, he's well-rested and revitalized, and that's why he looks so potent on Saturday. Um, Gichigari was announced to battle Math Hoffa over the weekend for the third Super Fight of 2021. Headliner. Gichigari and Math Hoffa will be the headliner of the next Super Fight card. This is now Gichigari's fourth caffeine headliner. Thank you, Hardcore Flavor. This is now Gichigari's fourth head, uh, caffeine headliner. Most all time. So this is where I go back to say, like, look, I, I know sometimes Gichi hits the, the, the autopilot cruise control button in some battles. Sometimes he has one explosive round. The other two, they're kind of calm. Um... Some battles, he's he's kind of a dick more than others, right? But, again, this guy is in the media game, is a league owner right now, still an active high-level battle rapper, a two-time MVP, two-time champion of the year, finished in fourth place uh, after a two-year run, and is the only guy to be a top-ten battle rapper in four years consecutively. More importantly, then, he elevates all of his two-on-two partners, uh, has the most headliners from any PG on URL, the most headliners on Caffeine. Please don't take this guy for granted while he's still here, all right? Do not take this guy for granted while he's still here. Give this guy his flowers. Thank you for the props. Give this guy his flowers because you're literally watching greatness in front of you, and I don't want you guys to take it for granted. He also has 8 million view battles, which is third all-time in the West behind Daylight and Disaster. On top of that, he's actually a humble dude. Yeah, he, he, he kind of is a humble dude. He kind of is. I'm trying, Reese. I'm trying, man. Shout-out to everybody in the broadcast. I see my man JB in the building. 
Jay Bizzle, real quick, man. I need to take a quick little detour from the show's uh, sequencing to give JB his flowers, as I always do. I will never be hesitant to give him his acknowledgement. Beautiful work this weekend. Look very good and crispy. Um, the people that you don't get to see, the people that are behind the curtain, sometimes are the ones working the hardest, most stressed. Uh, but they, they always complete the objective, get the job done. And, needs to be, and it needs to be known that you are appreciated by me, this platform, and by the people here as well. So, salute to JB for another successful weekend in the books. I'm sure JB is hella tired. Listen, man, I don't think JB could take a vacation even if he wanted to, all right? URL does an event every damn 21 days. Where is he going to go? But the day he gets to go to an island and chill, forget about it. Forget about it. So, shout out to Geechee Gotti for making history, uh, having the most caffeine headliners. Let's move on. Uh, all right. This is about that time of the show where we talk about your man, Mr. 5,000, um, 3 and 0, right? That's, that's the right, that's the right number. Mr. 5,000, 3 and 0. Cassidy says the crowds are easily influenced. Uh, recently Cassidy went on Lord Jamar's podcast and said a lot of interesting things, um, some that I agree with, some that I don't. Um, this one is one that I agree with, but we're going to talk about the other stuff that I really did not like to hear from Cassidy. Um, him saying crowds are easily influenced. Let me read you guys the exact direct quote so that we don't get it wrong here. Let's get our proper journalism. While we're, while we're loading up this quote, please share the broadcast. Please share the broadcast. Let's get it out to the people. We're talking about Cassidy now. Please share the broadcast. All right, end quote. Cassidy says, The average fan lets the crowd influence them. A lot of dudes that were higher up when it was all crowds are not looking so big now. And the dudes that wasn't hot are now becoming the top rappers because they have bars. Let's judge who has the best bars and not who can act the best. Now, while I will say this, he is kind of right that um, once the crowds have been stripped, we've seen a lot of people be exposed and we've seen a lot of people flourish. But remember what I said earlier in the show? If you listen closely, people will kind of tell you who they are. People will tell you their intentions. People will reveal themselves if you listen close enough. That last sentence, he says, let's see who has the best bars and not who can act the best. That lets me know already. He has no, no indications of wanting to perform. Yeah, sure. Maybe he might adapt a little bit more. He might do more battle rap theatric things against uh, Arsenal. Believe it or not, people don't like to hear this, but against Arsenal, he tried to adapt. He did this. He did a should dunk. He did a pocket tap. He 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 did. Uh, he had all these inside the culture references. Like he did a lot of little things to try to improve, but got nowhere with it. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like when you go to the gym and you put more weights on on on, on the bell bars, right? and, and then you're like, oh wait, I can't lift this. And it's like, all right, so what what are you doing exactly? Like you try to challenge yourself, but you couldn't do it. So I'm I'm a little concerned with that quote. More importantly, he's battling in a crowd. It's not like he's not battling in a small room where he had the most success. That that venue, whether it be battling, holds, I think, 800 people. This is not in his favor. This is dangerous territory for Mr. Cassidy. Um, now, this is the quote I want to talk about. He went on Lord Jamar's podcast and talked a little bit about how he felt disrespected coming back into battle rap with his past opponents. Listen, just listen in. The game. I just released a record called The Four Elements, talking about 
hip hop and the four elements and how I, I was raised and how I was brought up to be the dude I am. Well, we're so going to hear student. all of that. We're going to talk be, about all that. Yeah, like I be, I be, I be studying. Like I and I played a huge part in hip hop, so for them to bring me back and put me against a battle rapper that ain't really accomplished nothing, and they even win all of his battles, for them to put me in a battle with a dude like that, I was feeling disrespected. So I wasn't bringing my best. We talking I about really, good? Um, all of them, all of the dudes that I battled up until this point. What you battled? I wasn't for? really. I'm so he says he felt disrespected. To be battling a battle rapper who hadn't accomplished that much and hadn't won all of his battles. So that's the reason why he didn't bring his best. Um, I got to be honest. Why has nobody called him out on this yet? Why do you guys allow him to say this and all you guys don't backtrack? Like, there's tons of quotes about what he said against Goods that he was going to change the game. He had the best stuff in the world. He was at a level nine, right? And what he could just he could just say he was the best back then, and now say, oh, I really wasn't the best back then. Nobody checks this guy, you know what I'm saying? And and the Lord Jamar interview, hold on, man, I, I, Lord Jamar, you're an OG in the game, and you openly admit in that same interview you're a casual battle rap fan. You don't follow it that hardcore, but you're not even a hardcore Cassidy fan. You'd even watch the Arsenal and Cassidy battle, so. You're here defending Cassidy, saying the crowds can be biased. Cassidy has bars. People don't understand Cassidy. Did you watch the Cassidy and Arsenal battle? No, you didn't even watch that battle. You didn't even know it existed. I bet you if you watch that battle, your opinion will change. I promise you. I absolutely promise you if you watch that battle, your opinion will change. You know what I'm saying? Everybody lets Cassidy kind of just, just gets on their platform and say certain things. And don't get it twisted. This guy is no dummy. This guy says a lot of smart things, but... It's a lot of little stuff like that where he says he feels disrespected to have been in the ring with a battle rapper. Why did nobody feel the need to ask him, well, what would have made you feel respected? What would have been the counter offered for an opponent that would have made you feel respected? This guy Cassidy also says, I have no picks. You pick the name. You pay the bag. I battle them. But then when they bring you an opponent, you feel disrespected. It, it doesn't work both ways, bro. You either pick who you want to battle. <laughs> or you accept what we bring to the table. So, I, I don't know. Um, all these, all of these interviews, they always sound good. This guy's a promo machine. He's a face-off king. But history is going to repeat itself. I'm here to tell you right now, straight up, I'm going on wax. Again, I'm going on wax. Cassidy will not change over the weekend. I know a lot of people hope for it. I know a lot of people uh, love Cassidy in the early 2000s, and they wish to see him translate in this modern era of battle rap but unless you put him in a small room or on a beat yeah no that that guy is not going anywhere let's read some of these messages can you blame the battlers for not killing him y yeah no I'll, I'll come back to that one you can't teach an old dog new tricks over the weekend at the energy of the day um, Bossman says he's a good friend to have. Lavish one says Cassie will be better than Mook, though. I mean, Lavish one, this, this, this it's not a high bar to be better than. You know what I'm saying? Like, you you, you make me a terrible soup, and I'm like, oh well, this is gonna be better than that soup she made me. Yeah, the soup she made me was terrible. Anything could be better than that. That's not saying much. If he changes, I'm going to feel hustled. It could be worse in the small room, 
We would just focus in more on France. I'm not talking about Cassie. I'm talking about Lord Jamal. Facts, boss man. I apologize about that. I missed that message. Big facts. I think Cassie will be better than his previous battles. Reese, again, just like what Lavish said, with being better with something that was bad previously, like, you, if you got an F on a test, right, you can get a D and, 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 and have a better score than an F but still fail. All right, so like you guys saying Cassidy could be better than Moo, he could be better than his old self. That's not saying much. There's not a high bar to exceed. Like, yeah, you, you scored a 55 on the finals, and now you scored a, a, a 61. You still failed. You did better, but you still failed. That can that can absolutely 100% happen. Cassidy 3-0, that's saying something. Says Petey Blaze. Hi, man. Um, Dewan says, can you blame the battle rappers for not killing Cassidy? Um, I don't know, man. I think Arsenal's battle was just a, it's one, it was one of those awkward battles. And I, I want to say this again, when battles get a little too touchy, unprofessional, talking in the mix, you ruin the, the momentum, the flow, the content, the chance to enjoy. Cause battle rap's not really a vibe. Battle rap is like a real, like focus sport. Like you have to listen and engulf everything that's happening at once. So when you do all this awkward stuff up there on the stage, it just, just kind of ruins the content. So Arsenal and Cassidy is a real unwatchable battle. Also why it took seven days for it to hit a million views, as opposed to Cassidy and Goods, it took 48 hours. And and Goods and um, Disaster and, and um, Cassidy, which took 24 hours. But I can't fully blame the battle rappers, but... Sometimes you play to the level of your opponent, and that happens a lot of times in battle rap. Especially with, with uh, industry guys coming back, like, the battle rappers kind of just play down to their level. And and I know everybody's w waiting to see that entertaining 3-0 body against an industry rapper. But it, 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 uh, besides K-Shine and J-Mills, which is probably the highest version of that happening, we have yet to see it, really. Cassidy, um, oh, Cassidy, cannabis and disaster as well, but fuck that. Cannabis was entertaining as hell. <laughs> Those is Tom Cruise mom shoes. All right, let's keep reading these messages. He's only six in his last battles. Dave, I push back, man. I push back, bro. A lot of people think Cassidy got that first round against Goods. <laughs> I appreciate that, Reese. Thank you for the compliment. Ideas, you got it. Notebooks, wise owl, the goat. The standards for industry guys are so low. They get through three rounds and y'all give them one, says the update guy. Oof. The thing about these industry guys is that they're battling at a crucible level. I, I think some crucibles are better than some of these industry guys. Like, I, I really think you can take some crucibles, pull them out of the crucible to be in front of Cassidy, and they will give Cassidy a run for his money. Legitimately. Nikki Jam would be Cassidy. Well, Nikki Jam beat Math Hoffa. Hoffa. Anderson Burrs with 30. Cassidy Anderson's fire. Lex has a couple fire battles in the Crucible. Yes, he does. Salute to Lex. <clears throat> Hoffa. <laughs> Math, why are you here? Got, yo, listen. Let me tell you something, all right? Math has turned into a full-blown media personality and a blogger. 
don't ever be surprised if math makes a burner account and is in this chat and is watching all you guys speak all right and taking notes so speak a little more carefully about math all right speak a little bit more carefully about math i'm gonna let you guys say how you feel about math i'm gonna be professional i'm going to remain professional you guys don't you guys don't gotta stay professional you guys can say whatever you want to say Uh, now the now now the chat is talking to math as if math is in here. This is incredible. This wasn't even about math. Oh yeah, M. There's a lot of burner accounts. Listen, as of right now, I'm gonna shout them out. There is a couple anonymous people here. I don't want to give out a number, but I know you're watching, and I know you don't have an account. The anonymous users, I'll say this much. Whether you are a battle rapper, it's all funny games. If you're just a fan, make an account. Join the community. If you're one of my media peers, trying to take some of a little trying to take some of the segments, some of the jewels, some of the takes, go ahead. I'm flattered. But for all the anonymous people, enjoy yourselves. Um, moving on, the caffeine chat when math raps is gonna be amazing. Um I'm going to, look, I, I was saving my math and Geechee thing, but I'm going to just say this much. History repeats itself. We've seen it from time and time and time again in the era of, of caffeine with underdogs. If you guys make somebody too much of an underdog and lower their expectations too drastically, they're going to surprise you. At the very least, at the very least, math is going to have 100% effort. I'm not saying it'll be great. I'm not saying it'll be Geechee. But he's going to have effort. He's going to try. He's going to will his way to to you guys liking him one way or another. So. It's a loose to math, too, because one thing we said about Murder Mook earlier in the show, and I'll say it again about math. Um, sometimes the people that you guys kind of hate the most, that are heels, that you criticize, that you slander, that you make fun of, that you ridicule. Those are the guys that, that get the main events. Math, Mook, Cassidy. I Between those three guys combined, I can't think of any other three battle rappers combined that gets more slander than those three guys. Like, you cannot pick me a better three than those three, right? Unless you put Surf and Disaster and maybe one more. But between Math, Mook, and Cassidy, you know what I'm saying? I... Look, Don Marino gets a lot of slander, but not as much as these guys up there, guy. You know what I'm saying? If you, if, not as much as these guys. Um, I, look, throw, in, throw as many names as you want. My top three is Math, Mook, and Cassidy. Those guys get killed on the internet. But those guys headline cards, and this is the reason why. Because the attraction of just, like, even if it's negative, and they also, like, like just take in all the negative energy... Still entertainment. It still works. It still sells. It still makes the league create a battle that everybody's gonna watch. We're gonna watch Geechee and Math. Everybody says I don't need a Math battle. I don't want a Math battle. But you're gonna watch Geechee and Math. Maybe it's because you want to see Geechee beat Math very clearly. But you're gonna watch it. That's the point. And more importantly, one thing professionally to say: these guys promo. You know what I'm saying? Promotion is definitely. One of the biggest factors of all this is if you promo, you really have a a, a a comfortable position in this culture to to get good opportunities. Um, and speaking of promotion, we'll close the show with this. Let's talk about 
the disciple himself, Mr. JC. I've seen a lot of people upset with the JC and Nun Nun battle being announced. And um, I'm going to start it off like this, man. This is a safe space. This is a very safe space. So I want to hear everybody's thoughts on JC and Nun Nun. Tata says, I like the battle. M says, they did JC dirty again. Let me share this broadcast while I get this done. Broadcast is shared. Let's keep reading these messages. JC needs better management, says Juan. Jav says, we're going to need JC from Lux to JC and Nun Nun. I feel like JC just takes battles to prove he doesn't duck smoke. He's uh, he's content being a card filler. Nun Nun will beat JC. Good look for Nun Nun from JC. He went from Lux to potentially Nun Nun. Okay. Good morning, Rita Puffin Loud. Great job over the weekend. I'm very proud of you. And Anwar, you did a really good job. Did a very good job. You guys have become sideline reporters at this point. Um I like I like I like the role of it. JC is going to F none and up. What a waste of time. The thing is, yeah, slandering JC when he's really a battle rap's fave. Alright, guys. I'm gonna give you guys my take on this on this JC and none none. We can read a few more messages. Not upset. Sometimes the Timberwolves are on schedule. No disrespect to none of them, but what JC got to do to get top-tier names? All right, and we'll, we'll talk about it right now. Lux versus JC. What happened if he beats none of them? Hilarious. Jersey, I rep South Carolina. All right, man, look. Um, I understand that everybody sees JC gets these matches with, like, mid-tier battle rappers, and they're discomfort they're unhappy they have this they have the displeasure right but aside from loso and aside from prep making it debatable or winning in the building like jc clears all these guys his last five battles right Riggs, rada first lady flames beats those guys kid chaos debatable but he beats them statistically so like the list goes on a lot of times when jc battles these guys it's the battle of the of the opponent's life. Like this is a battle that's going to try to change the other person's career. While for JC, this is another day in the office, right? And so we get a little upset about that because it's like, oh, we want to see JC get plates. Well, I mean, what's really left for JC to battle? Like, do, do you have you guys stopped and looked at JC's resume for a second? Let me read off all these names. Your man JC has battled Iron Solomon, Rum Nitty, B Dot, Av, Gichigati, Twerk. DNA, K Shine, uh, T Top, Ilmac, Chess, Big K. Uh, let's keep going down the line. Tay Rock, <laughs> you know, Arsenal. Uh, obviously, Chilla Jones, the classic that we know, uh, know and love. Um, B Magic and P Magic's Prime. Uh, Danger Zone, John John the Don, Cortez, Charlie Clips. Like, what, what, what other, what names are there left for JC? What? Okay, I get it. He wanted Verb, he wanted Surf, he wanted Lux. Well, two out of those three names retired. And let's be honest, Surf and Verb were at the, at the tail end of their career. They weren't even that good. 
and their last couple battles on their way out the door, right? Lux doesn't come outside for anybody, right? Lux is really bougie with his matches. Um, so that hit list that everybody criticizes him for, yeah, I get it. Maybe it, it sounded good at the time period, but like, was Surf a better battle rapper than JC over the last two years? The answer is no. Don't tell me the answer is yes. The answer is no. Um, was Verb a better battle rapper than JC over the last year? I, I, no. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. I mean, Ver, Verb obviously got L L Mook and Lux, and they rode off into the sunset and kind of had those last couple performances that I don't want to talk too much about, but um, he has all these names. Like, there's not a lot of names left for him to get. Um, and plus, like, people were upset that he battles a lot every year. Let's go, let's go, let's pull up the stats. Let's look at J. Uh, I apologize for the for the uh, for the quality. JC's career volume trajectory battles per year. 2013, he battled 11 times. 2014, he battled 11 times. 15, he battled seven times. 2016, eight times. 2017, seven times. 2018, seven times. 2019, eight times. 2027 times. This is who JC is. This is who JC has always been. This is nothing different than what he normally does. He's become that guy that doesn't duck smoke. He's become that guy that's going to always consistently work, give you 100% effort, never choke. And yeah, sure, maybe he might not be a superstar. Maybe he might not be a, a headliner. Maybe he'll never get Lux. But do you see this guy's career? Like, this is Jay fucking C. Like, his, he has a very successful career. He's really happy with the position he's in. And if some of these names don't want to take him, he's not going to sacrifice his income. And he's going to keep battling. He's going to keep giving opportunities. There's value in being a gatekeeper. There's value in being that battle rapper that continues to feed the ecosystem of battle rap to give people opportunities to level up. If JC never gives Loso that performance, is Loso, does Loso take that leap? There's a lot of people that JC battled that took a major leap. If 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 Prep doesn't give if JC doesn't give Prep that battle, you think Prep gets booked for ill will? Battle never happened, but the fact that ill will and Prep even got booked or discussed and negotiated and almost finalized, like that's a major thing. You know what I'm saying? That's because of his JC performance. So JC also feeds back the ecosystem with all this. Same with Rum Nitty. And I know everybody gets kind of upset, like, oh, why are they not battling bigger names? And look, the only thing you can really criticize them on is their lack of promotion, right? JC barely does the face-offs. Uh, before the battles is mute. After the battles go mute. You know what I'm saying? That's fair criticism. If you want to say he battles too much, that, that's fine. But you can't tell me you love Danny Myers and Gichigati. And then you're criticizing Rum and JC when those guys battle more than him, you know. So I don't know, man. I just think there's a there's a lot of um, lack of appreciation that JC's position in the culture is. Like JC, at some point in life, you are who you are, right? Like JC's not gonna just all of a sudden become this extrovert, this social media machine overnight. Like, and he if he hasn't been there for the last eight nine years, he's not just gonna wake up and completely change who he is. So instead of trying to change JC, saying he needs a manager, he needs better, he needs better decisions. Why is he doing this? Just appreciate that this is who he is in the culture. Just appreciate that this is the guy he's accepted himself to be. Because there's a lot of people that will have no problem saying, as long as I get the call for URL, I'll be on the card. There's a lot of people that want to be in his position. So sometimes we forget that like there's high value positions in the league. That just because it's not a surf, a hitman, a shine, a DNA, that it's not like major. No, it's it's really good. It's important.
it's not that update guy says the people are wrong for wanting more for JC. The thing is, you guys are not wanting more. You guys are just upset with everything he's doing. We're not really giving the we're not giving the alternatives. And what more do you, what more exactly do you want from JC? Like, did you not hear the names he's battled? What's left for him besides Hitman, Hollow, Verb, and Search Retired Lux? Like, there's not a lot of battles left. Maybe three, four, five battles. It's not that big of a deal. And guess what? Rumni doesn't have those battles. Geechee Guy doesn't have those battles neither. So maybe it's not so much the opponent. Now it's just those battle rappers not coming outside. Instead of us criticizing the fact that, oh, surf, uh, JC never got surf. JC has 70 battles where he is amazing. And is only choked like maybe three, four times. Max. Surf has 22 battles. And he's choked in one third of them. But because Surf has the star power, the headlines, and the views, that will overshadow the work ethic of JC. Like, pick and choose the arguments here. No disrespect to Surf, but like this, this is certain. This is certain times where like I'm gonna respect work ethic a little bit more than star power. I just am, especially when everybody's in this time period of come outside, come outside. Is there anybody that comes outside more than JC and Rum Nitty? Literally, is there anybody that comes outside more than JC and Rumnitty? Oh, and fun fact, JC and Rumnitty are both the 27th and 28th highest view battle rappers in the world. Yeah, we know Danny Myers, but I'm saying, like, I'm, I'm saying, like, is it people that don't duck smoke? Obviously, Danny's in that class himself as well, but there's not a lot of people like that, and those people kind of get discredited for being active battle rappers instead of being respected, you know what I'm saying? So... I think people should not be upset at JC and Nun Nun. Um, but if you are upset because of, of Nun Nun, I, 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 I get pushed back. I get it. People still like, oh, it was Nun Nun a fluke? Uh, he had a good performance in the bubble, Ultimate Madness. He, good battle with Suge, but we still don't know it. If the skepticism is on Nun Nun, that's completely fair, right? But the Warriors in Battle Rap, JB said, uh, JB said it best. The Warriors in Battle Rap will always get my respect. And you guys keep saying Chase is not gonna wait for big names. He's battled all the big names already. Do you, do you need me to hear? Do you need me to read this again? Iron Solomon, uh, Big K, Arsenal, John John the Don, Tay Rock, uh, like DNA, K Shine, Av, like so many big names. He's battled Clips, Daylight, Chef Trez, Chess, Ilmac, Rum Nitty, T Top, Twerk, Geechee, like. What other big names are left for this guy? There's not a lot of big names left. Whenever you guys see Rum Nitty and JC with an opponent you don't like, I'm going to challenge you guys to, to say, what other battle would you prefer? And I guarantee you, you're probably going to say a name that still is a lower profile than JC. Junior, I'm not so sure what happened to it. I know I got pushed back. I have no details as to the reason why. And I get it. You guys are going to say, remember when JC said he's only taking big battles and didn't get them? JC can't book himself. JC cannot book himself. Surf does not come outside for a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? Uh, neither does Verb. So is this guy supposed to just not battle, not make any income, reliant on somebody else? So he's supposed to not make income off of somebody else's indecision to come outside and battle. Let make that make sense for me, guys. Please, like th th these are these are grown adults that still provide for their families with their talents. Like if I can't make money 
waiting on this match. I'm gonna go make it elsewhere. Especially if you can still make the same amount of the same amount of money, the same bag for a, a lesser opponent. Ramniti said it himself. He said, "Yo, they throw me the same bag for Don like they would for anybody else. I'm gonna go out and take it. I'm gonna go out and take advantage of it." So, um, and don't be upset neither. Every time you see JC, he gives you great performances. Weren't you just in love with the Lady Flames battle? Everybody loved that performance. You're probably gonna get another fire JC. And, you know, the same routine will happen. He won't promo. He probably missed the face-offs. He'll have a fire performance. He goes back into to the abyss. But respect the Warriors. This is who they, This is who he is in the culture. I respect his position because it's not a lot of guys that could do what he does is this consistent or is given this many opportunities. You know what I'm saying? Not too many MCs more consistent than JC. JC's too busy playing Rainbow Six. JC summed up in three seconds. It's all hilarious. Lady Flames is watchable too. That's why. Yeah, well, hardcore flavor of the opponent. JC has no control over the opponent. So if you didn't like the Riggs performance, the Rider battle, you know what I'm saying? You didn't like the prep performance. Like, JC has no control over what the fuck his opponents do. And again, his opponents are battling JC. Every single one of his opponents... Probably was that was their biggest battle of their career. You know what I'm saying? So he's battling people that are getting the fight of their lives, and he treats it like another day in the office. If 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 you can't respect that, I don't know. He puts himself in the line of fire. It's really difficult work, and you know, some point being a gatekeeper has become this weird thing where it's kind of like discredited instead of just respected because if more people were gatekeepers then you would see the people that are currently being gatekeepers less in that position imagine if tay rock finally decided to go and take more lesser names i mean he he has he has i'm not saying he hasn't but imagine he does it more often and you'll see jc way less you'll see danny myers less you know what i'm saying if surf did it if hitman did it if k shine did it you know what i'm saying like some of the people that don't really do it that often if they did it more often, you would see less of the, the gatekeepers that you normally are used to seeing. So, but that pretty much sums up the show for us. JC is the NBA team that always finishes in the fourth and fifth seed. And you know what? Update guy, maybe that doesn't win the title, but that's still a successful season. And that's that's all I'm trying to say. That's all I'm trying to say. Um, we'll close off there, man. Thank you for tuning in this morning. As always, LTBR Daily, Monday through Thursday, 10.30 a.m., 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time sometimes. JC is the Jazz. Thank you for the prop, JB. JC is the Buffalo Bills in the 90s. Ouch. Ouch. Thank you, Tata. Appreciate that. The show will be uploaded on YouTube and all streaming platforms today. Subscribe to the YouTube. We finally hit over 1,000 subscribers, and we have some interesting content coming up real, real, real soon. So stay tuned, y'all. We'll be back tomorrow with CC at 10.30.